0: in the season that the church is in right now, and specifically New Life Christian Ministries, there's a call to us to come deeper, and it's on purpose because of the season that he's desiring to take us into, and he can't do that thing. He can't take us to the season uh, where he wants us to be if we're not willing to wade with him to a deeper place. Can somebody say amen, please? (laughs) Sometimes that just lets me know you're listening. I'm not looking for affirmation to see if I have the word correct. I'm just hoping that you're listening this morning to me. Listen, I just really believe, as I began to get ready this morning, I got up a little bit earlier than I normally do, and I put on some music, and I was standing in my kitchen this morning, and I just kept hearing this word outpouring. And this is what I heard the Lord say. He said, there's about to be an outpouring, one of which many of you have never seen the likes of. But listen to this part, saints, because this is the part where it pertains to you. It says, this is one that's not only to you, an outpouring that's coming to you, but an outpouring that's gonna be done through you. Everybody say, through me. God wants to use you. God wants wants to use you and he wants to use you in ways like you've never seen before and there is coming this outpouring that he's speaking and i'm just telling you i heard him say that to some of you if you'll listen to what the word and as the word comes forth today that there's a double portion of this outpouring coming to your life and through your life says the lord i know i heard that this morning if i heard anything So even if we went home right now and I come over to your house and we eat chicken and that's all we hear, would you be willing to hear the voice of the Lord in the realm of the prophetic that says, come deeper? I get it. I know that's in the word and it's something that we should always be looking to. But God's saying it's important right now. When God says something more than once, he's saying, hey, listen to me. I want you to do this right now. Have anybody ever heard that? Come deeper anybody somebody over here wanted to raise their hand but they didn't (laughs) yeah he's calling you deeper so God we just right now I just God we surrender to that word and whatever that means for any of us in this place and in this building this morning we just simply say here I am God here we are and we're ready to go deeper whatever that looks like Whatever that means, God, we simply say we trust you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to bring to you a word today, and I know that you have heard this before in the scripture. I know that many of you here have said this yourselves more than likely. You've said these words to yourself. And some of the heroes of your faith, people like Abraham, people like Jacob, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, and maybe even a stranger one that's not typically noted as being a hero of the faith, although we'll talk about him here in a minute, Ananias. All these people have joined with you in saying a common phrase. And it's simply what we just prayed a minute ago. Here I am. Everybody look at your neighbor. by the way, I hate it when pastors tell us to do this. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, here I am. Now, the funny thing is, is if you would have paid attention to your neighbor, your neighbor just gave you a look like, duh, right? Like, duh, I know you're here. I can see you. And all those names that we just named, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Isaiah, and all these men, when they said that phrase, they weren't saying, here I am, God, do you see me? Can you see me, can you find me? Because that would have been a duh moment, right? Like, duh, I see you. That's not what that phrase means, okay? So let's start there. My title today is Here I Am, but my subtitle is Posture Versus Proximity. It's not about where you are, it's about the posture of your heart. So I wanna talk about this phrase, right? This phrase, here I am. Has anybody here ever said that in prayer? Like, God, here I am? Probably most notably one of the scriptures that we've heard is out of Isaiah, right? Where he says, God, here I am. But I just wanna take a moment, and I always say this, and I promise you, my heart is not to keep you long this morning, and I don't feel like we will be long this morning, but I'm going to leave time for the Holy Spirit to move because I just feel like the power of the prophetic is in this room, and we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. But how many have ever wanted to say those words, but you reluctantly did not say them because you felt unworthy? You feel like you carry stuff. Like, oh God, I'm not worthy to say, here I am. But what if I could tell you today Not only can can you and do you say, Here I am, but do you know that God says it over you and to you? And when He says it, there's no exclusion. He doesn't say, Oh, you know, here I am, but I don't want your Ohio State jersey. You know, here I am, but you can't bring your shoes. He doesn't say that. And here's another thing. He doesn't say, "Here I am, come to me, but don't come to me with all your troubles, your faults and your sins." He doesn't say that. And it's hard to us to believe sometimes those of us that feel righteous or pompous, and I've been there before where I've been a little arrogant at times in my life, and I don't say that in a proud manner, but just being real as a man. But there's times in our lives where God is just saying. I see the hidden things in your life and I see your weaknesses, here I am, I want them. Isn't that what the Bible says about casting our cares? Do those things, are they cares? Do they hinder you, do they weigh you down? And he tells us to cast them before him into his presence. He says, here I am, I want them. Who makes a trade like that? I say that all the time, but who get? nobody wants a trade like that. Like man, here's my Babe Ruth baseball card. Anybody know who Babe Ruth is? Sometimes I show my age so I got to make sure I have something that's relatable to you guys You know, here's my baby Baseball card, and I want to trade it to you God But I just don't feel like it's worthy Here's the thing God doesn't see us like a baseball card God sees us like a dollar bill And you all know you've seen the thing and I if I had a dollar right now my wife doesn't give me any money but if I had a dollar Or 20 bucks, or let's just say she really blessed me and gave me a $100 bill. And I could crumble that $100 bill up in my hand. And I could spit on it. I could wipe my feet with it. I wouldn't do that because she doesn't give me money that often, but I could do that. But if I take that thing to the store, what's it worth? Still. God's saying, here I am. He, you don't get to say whether you're worthy to come. He declares, that's not what we're talking about today, but I felt like just needed to say that to somebody this morning that you can come to him with whatever you have. And I I just wanna, when he told me that this week, I found myself, man, can I just be real? Sometimes it's really vulnerable standing up here and looking at you guys and you, you're looking at me the way that you're looking at me right now and I get a, get a little timid and I want to revert back into my introverted self and but I'm a real person you know that like just because somebody gave me a a name pastor and they gave me a cool little certificate it's really awesome and I'm humbled and blessed but you know it wasn't them that called me it was God that called me but I'm still a man and I still have things and you know what sometimes I have thoughts during the day that I shouldn't be thinking about. But I began to think about all the things that I just shared with you, and I said this to myself. I said, here I am. That's what I said to God. You see this thought that I'm having right now? I don't wanna have it. I know it's not pleasing to you, but I said, here I am, and I need your help. That's the power in the here I am. But let's really find out, like, what are we really saying? What did all those people, these men of faith that we hold in high regard, what were they really saying? Again, they weren't saying, hey, do you see me, Lord? That's not what Isaiah was saying. But there's this word in the Hebrew and I am not good at this game. You guys ever play that game, the Hebrew words and the Greek words? Okay, it's not really a game. They're just really hard words to pronounce because guess what? I don't speak that language. Right, I've not been to school. Do they even teach that in these schools around here? Probably not around here too much. Do they teach that in school? Hebrew? They do. All right. He's in school for apologetics. Are you done yet? Almost. Anyway, I knew he he might know. But listen, there's this Hebrew word for this phrase that we're talking about. Here I am. Everybody say, here I am. All right, get ready, because I'm gonna say this word, and then I'm gonna make you say this word. All right, just so we get it into our spirits. Hanini. I said it like three times, and I thought to myself, I was in my office at work, I sound like a goat, because I couldn't get it out of my mouth, and I was stuttering, (laughs) Hanini, and oh man, it was embarrassing. I'm like, I really had to practice this. But I wanna read this, because I don't have this memorized, but this is this word, Hanini. And it says, listen, it's compromised of two, shir- two short words, hani and ani, meaning here and I, right? So listen to this part, and you have to get this in your spirits this morning. This, more literally, this word is translated, behold, and certainly, and surely. That's a much stronger than the word like we usually know as in just here I am, Right? behold, here I am, right? It's more emphatic. Listen, this word hanini is such a powerful statement. Listen to this this morning. If this is the only thing that you get in your ears, I've said that three times, so there must be three things you need to get in your ears this morning. Listen, this is what makes hanini such a powerful statement. It's an offer of complete availability. I'm going to read that again. This statement, here I am, is such a powerful statement that it's an offer of complete availability and total readiness to serve. Everybody knows that this thing that we say, here I am, is really an act of faith. And I'm going to show you why it's an act of faith right now. Listen to this. When we utter this word, Hanini, or here I am, we make ourselves fully available to whatever it is that God might ask of us, even without knowing what that might be. Isn't that a little scary at the same time? But it also makes it a posture of faith. It's not something you can just muster up. And if you just said, here I am, that kind of thing without any faith joined to it, the realization of what you're saying, it's kind of like the duh moment when you looked at your neighbor this morning and you said, here I am. Duh. But when it's said with a heart posture, it's said with faith. And it says, I am here and I am fully available to you, God. And I'm ready to serve no matter what you call me to do. Man, it's quiet in here. I had no idea to be that quiet. I want to scroll back down here real quick to these men of faith. So let's talk about Abraham real quick. We're going to talk about a few of these people that said this phrase, and we're going to end up with the last one in Ananias before we move on. So let's just pick a couple here. Abraham, right? So in Genesis 22-1, these were God's next words, that Abraham should sacrifice Isaac, right? So we all know the story. That when Abraham stepped into his call to be the father of a nation of Israel and the father of all who would inherit eternal life, he followed through on his response to God in this verse and in these stories. And this is where Abraham says that when the angel of the Lord stopped him from slaying, he said, here I am. Now you guys know the story. I have a son sitting over here. He has a son, or you have a daughter, or anybody that you love that's close to you. Can you imagine trusting God so much at a level that if he asked something of that nature of you, that you'd just be willing to say, God, here I am, because I trust you. Now I'm going to be real. That would be a struggle. And we can get into the whole debatable practice of, well, would God actually ask that of you today I don't know, but he asked Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. I'm completely, completely, and wholly available to you, God. He said, behold, I'm available. And whatever you ask of me, I will do it. In faith, simply just trusting it. I want to be like that but back to being real and a human sometimes I ask myself God I don't know if I can do that you know Moses when he encountered the burning bush and the bush wasn't consumed he knew that he was in the presence of God and the angel of the Lord shows up and he says here I am and God begins to speak to him we know the story of Samuel as a little child right, and he's in the house of Eli, and I believe this scripture, if you read this scripture in 1 Samuel, it talks about that Samuel is actually sleeping in the courts of the temple. This little child is asleep, right, because he's tending to the lamp or the light of God in the temple, and it hadn't gone out yet, but he hears the voice, he hears his name, so he runs to Eli you know the story right what do you need man I don't need nothing here's an old guy that's kind of losing his sight little older in years but he's uh, awakened and alert enough to see that the light of God in the temple isn't out yet he's like I didn't call you and you know the story goes on finally Eli figures out what's going on and this is where Samuel says here I am the voice of the Lord of course we probably know some like Jacob and Isaiah but what about Ananias right does everybody know who Ananias is in the New Testament in the book of Acts he's the one that leads Paul to the Lord right he's the one that led Paul to the Lord but listen do you guys remember what Paul was right he was Saul he was not a nice dude and if he knew you were Christian what might happen to you oh he might call you names you big christian i don't like you no he might lop your head off he was known for killing and persecuting christians but god goes up to ananias and says hey i mean i'm paraphrasing here a bit i need you to go to this one named saul Guess what Ananias said? Desiree said, no. (laughs) I love honesty. Like, yeah, uh, I've got some numbers in my phone. Can you call Joey? I don't know, Pat. (laughs) Who do you need? Because I'm not going. No, but Ananias said, here I am. He was saying again, I'm fully available. I'm fully available. When was the last time that you said, here I am? You know, we talked about the subtitle, our posture of our heart versus proximity to where we're at physically. But when was the last time you really said, God, here I am? I remember at times in my life when I was a younger man, not that I'm not too old right now, when I was a younger man, I felt a call to missions and some other things, and I felt God tell me that, and I said, here I am. And I ended up at Youth with a Mission and ended up in Mexico and all over the place, and all kinds of crazy stuff. But what if we actually took the time to wake up in the morning and just say, God, here I am. And I know sometimes that's what we're doing, right? When we wake up and we have our quiet time, I realize that. But when was the last time we actually said out of our mouths, God, here I am, and I'm yours. Because I believe that, man, when we say that kind of thing from a posture and a heart attitude and we really mean it, and it's full of faith, God just says, here I am. And he walks into our day, and we walk into our day together. I just wonder, if we made a habit out of that, like God, I'm yours and I'm I'm always available emphatically giving myself to you every moment of every day, what would our days look like? I bet our days would be just easy every day, right? If we did that, I bet not. (laughs) But you know what they'd be? His here I am would be with us in whatever we go through. And it's not that he's not, but what happens when I ask somebody to come to a place with me? If I invite my wife up here right now, which she's going to hate me for, so come here. Come, my lovely, come to the stage. Kind of sounds creepy and weird, doesn't it? she came up here right now the truth is is she doesn't want to be up here right now that's the fact but why did you come up here because you asked me to could it have been that easy yes I love answers that are just so short and sweet and if we ask God here I am That's what we're saying as well. When we say, here I am, and we're making ourselves available, what are we making ourselves available to? Her presence, right? I need her to come into my presence. She's here. If she's God in this moment, here I am, and he comes and beckons himself, and then he says, here I am. Here I am. And all those things that we are are now all the things that he is, and likewise, all the things that we are he is right well all that yucky stuff yeah because he wants it right all those things that made me feel unworthy if she requested me right now this is where it gets real personal if she's up there and she's requesting me and some of you know and I've only ever told this story once in this church and it was a very humbling experience but I went through something in my life that was very devastating to myself personally and to my family. And I don't talk about it a lot, but one thing I'm grateful for is that I know that God healed me, right? But I had this issue with pornography and if she would call me up, you can already see it in my face, I don't wanna call up there. But this is what she actually did when we were dealing with some things. We were standing in a church one day and she reached down and she grabbed my hand in the middle of going through all this together And that was her, here I am. That's what the Father does. I felt yucky. I felt disgraced. And all I could hear was, here I am. God's here I am, right? Thank you. That's what that, let's give her a hand because I know she didn't want to be up here. I really wanted to rough up her hair while she was up here. If you don't know, that's a personal joke. She doesn't like to have her hair messed with. I want you to think for a minute in the book of Genesis about Adam and Eve and the story of Adam and Eve. I don't want to spend a lot of time here because I'm going to get you out of here soon today, but we all know the story. And were they not in the perfect place? Do you hear me? They were in the perfect place if there ever was a perfect place. And they were in the best relationship with the king of kings and the lord of lords that anybody could have ever been in. Then one day. Somebody gets a big idea to bring a question to the table. The question that came was, did he really say that you would die if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Did he say, did he really say that? Does he really whisper to you guys sometimes? And I'm not talking about Jesus at the moment. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. That's simply what he was doing that day, doing what he does because he's more cunning than any other in the field. And he's crafty at his craft and he's very good at it. And so he sneaks into the garden He just whispers a question. Did he really say? Well, of course, we know he did. And by the way, guess what? So did Adam and Eve. They just got tricked and they believed the lie of the enemy for a minute. But in that moment, when they decided to eat of the fruit, right? And I say they because who ate from the fruit? They both did, right? Can we agree upon that? Somebody might have been first but they both made the choice to eat it, right? The couple made the choice to eat of the fruit. What happened next, scholars? You know, what happened next after they ate? Their eyes were open and all of a sudden they discovered they were, they didn't have any clothes on. They didn't have any on. But listen, I bring this out for a point. Listen to this point this morning. They had sinned against God. They figured out they were naked. They went and got some fig leaves, right? Or some kind of leaf. Pretty sure it was a fig leaf. They tied those rascals together and made some kind of cool garment. (laughs) How many are glad maybe that's not coming back anytime soon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden, listen to what I'm about to say. They hear something. What do they hear? They hear Jesus walking in the garden. Listen to what you just said, how this story reads. What you said to me was they sinned when they ate the fruit that they weren't supposed to, right? They had sin in their hearts. They tried to cover up the sin by making fig leaves because they were aware of their nakedness and these sinners heard God. Those of you who said, I don't feel worthy, here are two sinners in the presence of God and they knew it was him. Now we looked at all the heroes of the faith, these people that we know of faith, right? Abraham and, and Jacob and Isaiah and the likes of, that we've already mentioned. But when they encounter God, what happened? There's not a wrong answer. It's okay if you wanna answer out loud in church. This is not a test. You guys are scary. What happened? Come on, it's Midrash here, all you Bible students that love Midrash. What happened? When he walked into the garden, he walks into the garden. They hear him. They were hiding. Doesn't sound like that's a declaration of here I am, is it? They hid. Have any of you ever tried to hide stuff from God? Oh, Pastor Jim, just the only one. Did you raise your hand? My man. I'm not high-fying that you tried to hide something from God, but thank you for not leaving me out to dry. But isn't that funny as humans who we think we are that we can hide something from God? Isn't that a dumb moment? Like I think back, about some of my stuff, back to the pornography thing, like, like God was right there. He was right there. I wasn't verbally saying, Hanini, here I am. But I drug that God of mine into a place that he never wanted to be, and that's not where he wanted me to be. But he didn't leave me or forsake me. And he didn't say you're unworthy because he does, because my blood covers a multitude of your sins. It doesn't make your sin okay. It doesn't make sin okay. Just so that grace can abound. But see, Adam and Eve didn't have that posture at first of just, oh man, you know, where were you? We were hiding. Like we could ever play. You can't play hide and seek with the one who made the garden. You know what I mean? Like that's the worst idea ever. You can't play hide and seek with the God who actually made the garden because he knows where all the cool hiding places are. You're not going to win. You're not going to win he already knows where you're going to hide before you hide <laughs> I thought it was important to bring that part of Adam and Eve into this today just to know that God really does want he sought them out does God know everything do you believe that this morning can he be everywhere at once we're kind of getting into some theological stuff here then i'm not really naming the names of what all those are we're kind of keeping it super simple today some of you really aren't answering like you believe that though i said is it true that god is everywhere at once And if you think that the answer to that is no then we're not talking about the same god right we're just not we're talking about the god that you say you believe created the world by speaking it into existence right do you believe that that god said on the first day and it happened and on the second day it happened This is the same God that looks upon any of you in this place, and if your posture of your heart is to say, here I am, he says, here I am. Here I am. I'll come to you, but will you invite me? Will you say, God, here I am? No matter what. Because I read these things, right? And the cool thing is, is our story is still being written. You know the past, your past, but I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more. Your past is nothing more than a launching pad for your future. God wants to use that thing because he was with you in it anyway. Even if you felt like it was despicable, deplorable and any other adjective that you want to throw in there, he wants to use that thing for his glory. And he can use it simply by saying three little words. Here I am. I can't use that disgrace for anything. I can't use this addiction personally, my addiction for anything other than a remember of what I was and the garbage that I felt when I was there. But when I allow God to use that thing of my past and say, here I am, God shoots me like a rocket into my eternal purpose. And all of a sudden he's getting the glory and I don't even see that thing anymore. I don't see that thing for what it was anymore because here I am. And when I say here I am, the I am is here. If you take that phrase and when we say here I am, the I am says, yeah, I am here right here everything that you say that you believe about god is right here there's one person i wish was here today he normally sits right back there brother byron because he says this all the time we have a resident on board god man looking at your faces gabe where's god at Do we live like that? Do we live like that? Here I am, and the I am is here. Do we live like that? Do we breathe like that? Do we move like that? What does that world even look like if we're willing to wade deeper? And I'm just telling you back to that word that God gave me this morning, that God wants to give an overabundance and an outpouring upon your life this morning, but you have to have the posture of your heart that says, Here I am. Take me deeper. I know some of you you look up and God is calling you deeper and I know some of you hear it but you see the troubled waters and you're reluctant to go because I'm not sure if I'm ready for the deeper is that okay to say that Come on guys, can we just be real in this room and get rid of all this religious garbage? Sometimes it's difficult when God calls you deeper. It's hard because our flesh is a little bit stronger than we'd like to admit sometimes and I like some stuff. I'm not saying that braggingly. I say that humbly and broken. I don't want to be that person I want to be the person that runs with the Hanini and just says God here I am I'm available to your fullest measure and you use me as I want because I trust you this morning but God's shifting a lot of you right now into a new season and we just had the, the Hebrew New Year but there's a lot of newness happening in your lives and some of it I know personally But I also know by the Spirit that God's moving some of you right now, and I don't know a thing about you, but he's shifting you into a new season, right? He's shifting you. And here's the thing about shifting. Sometimes there comes a sifting. How about we use the new married guy? Can I borrow you for a minute? Everybody give a hand clap for the carvers, right? Sometimes... The leading into the water it looks like this right this is what we all want it to look like right come on yeah come on and just you can do it all of a sudden he's he's the water's over here you can't even see him all you can see is Jesus right that's the goal but sometimes when God go ahead and turn around sometimes when God is telling us to go to the water it looks more like this go slow, fight against me, backwards, you fight backwards, there we go, don't go, don't go, (laughs) don't go, fight me, I'm pushing you that way, there you go, yeah, like, come on, like, this is what it looks like, right, I don't want to go there, God, I like my, okay, not so hard, I'm not that young and strong, that's what it looks like, right, like, He's pushing us, but we feel the urge. Thank you. We feel the urge of the Holy Spirit pushing us. Like, go, go, I'm with you. All the time you feel the hand of God on your life, but we're fighting against it. Right? And that's where we have to rise up in the morning. And really, all here I am is a posture of the heart of saying, I crucify my flesh. I take up my cross and I follow you, Jesus. That's what that's saying every morning. I don't know about you, but my fleshly man thinking about these hands going on a cross and nails in them doesn't like it some days, just being 100% real. The thing is, is I trust my God, and I know the result. When I say, here I am, and he said, do it, do it, put yourself up, take up your cross, man, and follow me, because that's when he says, I'm here, I am here. Are you willing to trust the Lord at those levels today in your own life? That's the answer I was expecting. I just wondering if we could just do something for a real quick minute. If you'd just stand up with me. didn't really go to a lot of super deep places and I know this is really about the heart of surrender and our posture before the king but it really tells more of the story about all those people and those heroes that we know in scripture really what they were saying when they availed and made themselves available to God And I don't know that any of them questioned the Lord. It doesn't say that they did in Scripture. In fact, more of the Scripture says that they were quick to respond to the Lord. It, It didn't say that the Lord said, and then there was a pause. There wasn't a Selah moment, right? They didn't pause. They just said, here I am. So God, I just come to you right now in Jesus' name. God, as we are all standing before you now, and as we're standing before you, as you're getting ready to usher us into a new season, God, I pray and ask that you would find all of our hearts in the posture that says, here I am. God, would you search every part of my heart? Is there anything that I'm hiding from you like Adam and Eve in the garden would you show me would you show us God and God may we make this a daily thing where we say every morning when we wake up and, and even when we go to bed and when we're walking through the day God And we're struggling with something in our day that we just simply say, here I am. God, I thank you. And I thank you that you offer that back to us, Jesus, that you offer the here I am back to us, God. We say thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. We're gonna finish up here in Isaiah fifty-eight nine. This is what the scripture says. It says, "Then you will call. Who's gonna call? Hello, you're calling, right? Then you will call, and the Lord's going to answer. How cool would that?" Do, 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 do the way it goes. If you ever call me, that's what's going to happen, by the way. Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Jim Lewis. I'm not available right now, and I'm probably not going to call you back either. Just text me, thanks. bye That's what you're going to get. <sighs> True story. But listen, that's not what God does. When we call, He's listening, because that's what the scripture says. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. Everybody say, thank God. And you're going to cry for help and he will say, who's going to say? He. Who's he? God. God will say, guess what he says in Isaiah 58, 9. Here am I. Here I am. I love that scripture like he's here. And for all you saints that are about balance in the scripture i understand a lot of this stuff came from the old testament however we did use our brother ananias from the new testament so we have a balance this morning but listen i want to end on the last story and we're going to pray we're going to go home so how many of you drive to work or drive anywhere for that matter yay so i have a really cool privilege that i've gotten to be able to do i get to uh Take my young grandson to school in the morning he's going to school now and so we go through our whole routine in the morning we get up and this great young man which really the story has nothing to do with him by the way but i just want to tell you the story about what happens in my day in the morning so we get up and grayson is ready to get going and we get in and the first day he just kind of looks up and i'm like well let's brush our teeth you know so i try to be nice and i get the tooth toothpaste on the toothbrush And he kind of just looking at there, like, like, well, brush your teeth. Like, you got the toothbrush and the toothpaste. He's like, you do it. I'm like, what? Like, you do it. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, you do it. (laughs) So the first couple days, Paul had to brush his teeth. Then we finally got to the point where he's brushing his own teeth. Kind of got a little routine down. Then the great part comes where we actually physically have to go to school. We get in the truck. It's not that far. We just drive down the road. But you know, I had no idea that there were so many. There are so many, God help me with the right word. People that don't know how to drive in the morning. In a school zone and want to test the Jesus inside of you at 8 o'clock in the morning. So the other day, God's revealing this message to me. And I want you to know one thing. Like, I'm not preaching at you guys because everything that you hear was to me first. So I told you early on that I've been finding myself when I'm in the tough places of just saying, this looks ugly, but here I am. Right? Giving God even the, the not so good looking stuff. So we get Grayson to school and I get him up to his teacher, say, I love you, buddy, have a great day, get back in my truck. And I'm driving through the parking lot and I get to this point right here. Here's the road on Calumet, right here. Here's the parking lot. There's a car in front of me waiting to turn onto Calumet, right? Gotta be safe. Got their blinker on. Apparently, they're turning right because that's what their blinker says. I'm behind them. And they're just sitting there. Now I know, it's a school zone, right? We gotta be careful of little kids, other cars coming. But we're just sitting there. There aren't any kids on the sidewalk. Not on this side of the street. Not even on the other side of the street. Maybe there's a car coming on the left. Nope. Maybe there's something coming down that way. No again. And yet you're sitting there. What are you doing? Please go. I honked my horn. I waited, right? Cause you never know what can happen when you honk your horn in this day and age, but I'm like, he have been here for what seems like 10 minutes. Now it wasn't 10 minutes, but oh, I hadn't had my coffee yet. And I know the QP is open. I just want to get there. Beep beep. All I see out the window is what? I'm really not an angry person. I don't deal with a lot of rage but there just seemed to be a lot of it in me that day and that morning, like. And you know, I thought maybe they would go. (laughs) Beep, beep, go. No, it's what? (laughs) Apparently they were on their phones and decided to finish calling or texting or whatever they were doing, Facebooking, right there on that moment. I had to pull around. (laughs) And you know when you pull around somebody? The awkward phase of looking them in the face. Let's just say, apparently they think I'm number one. Now, I drive a 1997 Ford F-150. She runs great, she don't get the best gas mileage. She don't even, she don't look the best, you know? She's a little rough around the edges. Not too bad, but a little rough. And in that moment, when I was told I was number one, I had two choices, Well, probably more than two, but two came to mind quickly. I could have a moment where I just say, God, this is really ugly looking on me, and I could have said, here I am. And I wish I could tell you that's what happened. But I really more had a moment of this truck is a little older and I don't care if I bash your little Oldsmobile Bravada right now cuz I really wanted to. Number 1. <laughs> yeah, you're number 1. I told you that cute story. It was a true story by the way. <laughs> Even Pastor Jim can have road rage apparently. But we all have a choice, right? How about a choice to say here I am and what would our day look like if I would have said maybe here I am in the morning while I was brushing Grayson's teeth." here we go here I am pause for the moment and let God go with me in that moment I don't know what would have happened what would have been different but I, I bet my heart posture would have been okay here's another moment to say here I am God <laughs> I don't know why this person is doing what they're doing but would you just stand with me right now as we get ready to dismiss. I really felt like this morning when I was praying over this message that uh, there was gonna be breakthrough in some lives this morning and I just really felt the Lord specifically saying that. And I felt more specifically him just saying, If we're willing to humble ourselves today, this day, right now, and come before him and simply just say, God, I heard what you said. And I hear the voice of you calling us deeper. And I just wanna say, hear. So I really felt like God was wanting us to honor him this way this morning. And so if you feel the voice of the Lord speaking to you this morning, and I'm already standing up here, so I kind of have a head start uh, because I'm right up here with you. But you know, we call this the altar, this stage, this area up here, we call it the altar. And I can't think of a better place